Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. I hope you are having a fantastic week. I just had the best weekend with hubby. He drove up to Montana and we went out to Whitefish and Kalispell and Glacier Park, National Park. And it was just the best time ever since I first came to Montana and saw all the glossy print pictures of the mountains and the pristine lakes and rivers up in that area of Montana. I have been dying to go there. And so we did a road trip and we went for the weekend and it was phenomenal. Literally, if you want to see some pictures, go on my Instagram but it looks like a postcard, but literally it's just my iPhone taking pictures because the scenery was absolutely breathtaking. And I don't know about you, but going outside in nature is one of the ways that I reconnect to myself, my soul, my spirit. It's kind of the most spiritual experience that I have in my life is just being outside in nature because it gives me perspective of how small I truly am when you're surrounded by these amazing natural structures like rivers or forests. Um, The sky with stars in it is always humbling to me. And it always just gives me this sense of inner peace and love and connection to both the world and to myself as well as everyone else. And they say that being out in nature is as relieving as getting, you know, a three hour massage or meditating for hours at a time, because we have that animalistic brain and nature in us, because at the root of us as humans, we're animals. We have that primitive brain and that primitive drive. And I truly believe that that part of us connects with nature in just a very natural and spiritual way. So I always, always, always advise getting out in nature is a great way to kind of let go of stress, just let it dissolve, reconnect with yourself or something bigger than you, something outside you. Because with stress, we usually get caught up in our brains and in our bodies and we focus in on a problem and we contract. And when you're out in nature, you naturally expand, you open up, you look around, Your vision, it focuses, but it also relaxes, which stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. And then your stress response system, your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight naturally reacts and relaxes. Sorry, it doesn't react, it relaxes. So if you haven't tried this, even just getting out of your office at work and just getting outside for five to 10 minutes at lunch, or just pausing between walking from your car into the building or from the building to your car at the beginning or the end of the day, and just taking a few breaths and just being outside, obviously under shelter, if it's raining or snowing, (laughs) there's some kind of harsh weather going on, but just allowing yourself to be and to exist in the outdoors. 
just try it out and then let me know how it goes. Cause I really, I'm curious to see if everyone else feels this way or if it's just me having this profound spiritual experience outside. I have a feeling it's not, but a lot of us don't slow down enough to let it happen. So today I want to talk about stress as a scapegoat, right? So scapegoats like something we blame when something goes wrong or we're not feeling well. And we do this with stress, right? We blame stress for health issues, for like with my rheumatology patients, we have, we cite stress as a cause of autoimmune diseases. It certainly doesn't help. And in some of our diagnoses like lupus, it can flare symptoms, just stress all by itself. It's effect on the body and the immune system and the physiologic changes that happen cause diseases to flare. It can cause heart disease. There are, you know, studies that show it can contribute and cause cancer. So stress reduction and stress relief and learning to create stress solutions for yourself literally is the cure for cancer. It will protect you, your body, your mind, and your spirit. I was talking about spirit being outside from developing bad things, right? Because chronic stress is not normal. It's not natural for the body. Acute stressors are helpful. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But the ways that we react to stress, whether we push it away, we resist it, we try to drown it out, we avoid it, we shut down, those are all unhealthy ways that our brains have developed to protect us from the effects of stress, that constant fight or flight response. And then the actions that we take, overeating, overworking, overthinking, which keeps us from sleeping, it keeps us from focusing, it keeps us from being efficient, it causes disconnection in our relationships. Because if we're overthinking, we're missing about half of what someone's saying to us. And we're not emotionally and mentally present. I know I've done this in the past with my husband, he'll be talking to me and I'll be thinking about something completely different. And he'll usually notice at some point and be like, Hey, I'll come back to you when you can focus on me. And it's a habit I've really had to work on because I tend to avoid when I feel stressed or I tend to, um, do something to make myself feel better and get that dopamine hit. So my go-to has always been overeating and especially sugar because it just makes me feel good, even though long-term it does not make me feel good. So knowing how you react to stress is half the battle because knowledge is power. And once you're aware of a habit you have, it's easier to rewire that neural pathway. As we slow down, we notice, we acknowledge And then we decide to shift intentionally from our conscious brains, our prefrontal cortex. So how we react versus respond to stress determines how it will affect us, okay? And to change our response to stress, like I just said, we need to slow down to be aware of what our default is. So if you can likely think of something off the top of your head that you do to either avoid stress or resist it or give yourself that little pop of dopamine to make you feel good, in the moment, but then long-term, you'll know if it's an unhealthy stress response, if it causes a net negative effect in your life. So when I overeat because I want to avoid stress or soothe myself in a, you know, a pattern that I just developed when I was younger over the long-term, it causes more health issues. It causes me to be overweight. It causes me to crave more and more sugar every time I eat it, which creates a net negative effect because then I'm you know, beating myself up for not being able to handle the stress for just defaulting unconsciously most of the time to my go-to, or I just tend to shut down, 
which is not helpful (laughs) for stress. It's not helpful for relationships. It's not helpful for efficiency at work. So if you can think of the one or two main ways that you kind of react to stress, you're already ahead of most people in the world because learning how to cope with stress and how to disarm it and dissolve it and then put it in your corner. So long-term you can actually benefit from it. We're going to talk about that. It helps you stop scapegoating it. So when you blame the stress as a reason and use it as an excuse to why you can't stop overeating because you're too stressed or you can't cut possibly cut down on, on work right now and you have to work overtime because if you don't, you know, A, B, C, D is going to happen and ultimately you're going to get fired or the work's not going to get done or the world's going to fall apart because remember our brains like to catastrophize. You can kind of start to slow down and then decide how you want to approach stress when it happens. And then that helps you slow down enough to create safety to process the stress as it occurs. And I have a great guide in the show notes of how to slow down. It's three steps. It takes less than five minutes to process your stress in real time so that it doesn't accumulate and turn into chronic stress. So when I talk about creating safety to process your stress, I just mean slowing down to let it come up, acknowledge it, name it, feel it kind of move through your body and then release it. And then after we're able to do this, we can decide to use it as a helpful partner in our lives. So we can always be growing and learning from it, which helps transform our stress from a scapegoat that we blame into a powerful partner of habit change. And you know, I like to talk about habits and how they relate back to our stress. Because like, I like to use the example of overeating. So when I'm stressed and I'm shoving food in my mouth because it helps me change the topic because "Mm, this is delicious. I don't have to think about that fight I just had with my husband. I'm just going to go eat this ice cream or these brownies or these cookies or any insert favorite object here. But then later, if the more I'm ignoring that fight with my husband, hoping it'll just go away, we don't have to talk through it because conflict is stressful too for me. And that, but then it builds up right? It doesn't actually go away when you're distracting yourself by working, by drinking, by eating, by shopping, by scrolling social media, by ignoring it, avoiding it, resisting it. You're not allowing your brain or your body to process it. And in severe cases where the brain just gets overwhelmed and shuts down and can't actually process through the emotion, that's what they call PTSD. And it usually happens with what we call big T trauma. So a major event like an accident, an injury, wartime, abuse, that kind of thing. There's also little T trauma that we don't necessarily pay as much attention to, but it still builds up and can cause that prolonged kind of almost stress response that you get stuck in. And that's where PTSD or stress can build up in the body. And I'm always telling my patients, That if you're not processing through something, your body will hold on to it and it'll keep kind of giving you little nudges in the form of pain. So back pain, neck pain, headaches, stomach aches, mal, you know, malabsorption, you're not digesting, you're eating too much or you can't eat at all. And that eventually physiologically will build up and cause disease. And so literally your body holds on to your stress until you learn to process it and let it go. 
And it's not an all or nothing thing for all my perfectionists out there, because that's where my brain always goes is, oh my God, all this past stress, I have to process it and let it go. That seems so overwhelming. No, just move on from the past. You're starting at ground zero. Okay. Anytime you feel yourself having that stress response, and most of us feel it in a certain place, you can just, just learn to identify like, Hey, I'm feeling stressed right now. And then just slow down. Where am I feeling it? Is it in your chest? Is it in your belly? Are all your muscles tight and you literally are ready to run or fight? Or is it more subtle? Is it just this kind of queasiness you get or your stomach starts rumbling, but you know, you just ate. So that doesn't make sense. Do you feel kind of tight in your chest and short of breath? Or do you literally want to just get up and leave the room? Do you want to run away? Are you suddenly wanting to eat when you know you're not hungry or you're not scheduled to eat right now? Or did something just happen that triggered your stress? So when we can slow down to lean into the stress versus avoiding it, we let go of it as the scapegoat and the reason why things are not working out for us. Because when we're blaming stress, we're making ourselves the victim of stress. And then we're powerless to change it. And anytime we're powerless in a situation, we don't have that agency or authority to take control of the situation, to make it work for us. Instead, it's happening to us. And that's counterproductive, especially with stress. I would argue that it's counterproductive with everything in life. Because if we take the perspective that life is always happening for us, it puts us in a perspective where we're looking for opportunities to learn, to grow, to practice the skills and the tools that we have, and ultimately to enjoy the journey versus if it's happening to us, we're not processing, it's building up, it's causing problems in both our mind and our body, both our mental and our physical health suffer when stress is our scapegoat and we're using it as an excuse to stay stuck. And so I just want to offer that if you have been using stress as a scapegoat, as always, don't turn that blame onto yourself and start beating yourself up for it. Take that itself as being like, oh, and open up to it and be like, well, how could I approach it differently next time I see it? And then learn to breathe with it. And like I said, the free guide that I have in the show notes is perfect. It's quick read. It's easy. And then you're going to get more tips in your inbox periodically on how all the, all the specific triggers that we have, like setting boundaries and people pleasing and, you know, all the ways that we cope with stress that are not always the healthiest for us and how we can change those habits and rewire our neural pathways as we reclaim our brain and become more aware of what's going on. Because if we're not aware, we don't have any authority over it and we can't change it. So I hope I've made a good argument for you today to number one, stop using stress as a scapegoat, check with yourself and just be aware of what your like top two stress responses are and how you tend to cope with stress. And just ask yourself, like, how could I do that maybe a little bit better or in a little bit healthier way? And number three, I hope I made a good argument at the, the beginning about how to get outside and just breathe in nature. And maybe that'll help with your stress as well. Actually, I think it will. So 
I am curious to know. So you can email me at info at thriverina.com or you can come onto my Instagram and send me a message and say, Hey, you know, that podcast that you just did on stress as a scapegoat. I heard that part about going outside and I did it and it helped. I would love to hear from you. And as always, If you want to take this work deeper, if you want to talk more personally about the things that are causing you stress and the steps you can take to relieve that stress, email me, reach out on Instagram. I am here for you. My goal is to let you know that you can solve your stress and help you do it. All right, my friends, have a fantastic week. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.